Nerds Eye View, episode 252 for the 9th of February. My name is Jordan, and I'm joined by Andrew. Hi. Welcome, Andrew. And Matt Benson. Hey! <laughs> How are you, my friend? Really? I'm doing good. Did I steal? It sounds like I made you need to cough. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I, it was, it, let's just say I was surprised. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that was your goal, so congratulations. Yep, yep. We're reviewing Hail Caesar. I think you'll find it's Hail Kaisar. Hashtag New Vegas. <laughs> With a K? Yeah, in Vegas. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Look, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. There you go. And what Excellent. happens in New Vegas, Mr. House knows about. That's yep. that's the new saying. And then you get buried while you're still alive. Yep. And then mm-hmm. Matthew Perry's there. That's mm-hmm. the whole saying. That's the, <laughs> yeah. That's the it doesn't thing. really fit on a sign, but... Everyone loves it. You can yeah. you, at the commercials. They have to say it though, like like the the medical information in a, in a pill commercial. They have, they, they say that whole slogan. <laughs> There's just so what does that sound bottom. like? I'm not. I don't remember it. <laughs> don't make me remember things from two seconds ago. <clears throat> My goodness. <laughs> Before we have our review, we will have our top ten. We'll have our new releases, and after our review, we'll have our guess the ending, and then our discussion where we're going to talk spoilers. But. Let's go to the top ten. Count me down. I am not a number ten. Dirty grandpa. Neither are you a number nine. The boy. <laughs> but if you are, you can go number eight. Right along too. It might be number seven. The finest hours. Which is what you wouldn't call the time spent with number six. Pride and prejudice and zombies. Uh, hopefully you could make a number five. The choice. Not to be number four. The Revenant. But you might want to be in number three. Star Wars, episode seven, The Force Awakens, the greatest film of ever, 2015. And after that, you're going to shout number two. Hail Kaisar. Right before you meet number one. Kung Fu Panda, I'm Jack Black making money. (laughs) Was that even an attempt at a Jack Black impersonation? Yes, it was. Okay, cool. What you couldn't see cool. was the internal Jack Black that was happening. No. That I was doing a high kick. That doesn't come across. As I said that. A high brain. kick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess that. Well, yeah. If you did a high kick, I'd. Yeah. Jack Black. Yeah. That's all it takes. Someone does a high kick, and I know it's Jack Black. Yeah. Or Crispin Glover on David Letterman. Oh, well, nice. no. It's Thank a different you. intonation as well. <laughs> yeah. How would, how would that sound? Don't ask me to do that. <laughs> I'm just going to keep asking you to do things you don't want but to do. Matt Benson, you are the master of Foley work. <laughs> oh, I can do the kick sound. I just can't do the Crispin Glover impression. Uh, Maybe you could supply that part. No. <laughs> that no was almost a Crispin Chris, Chris Glover glow. Okay, so Whoa. let's talk about the Sex, numbers. baby. Let's numbers. talk about you, <laughs> you and me. Uh... Numbers are down. Oh, by by a huge margin. We're talking about forty million down. Uh, the number one film was the, was not the newest film. You know, came out two, two weeks ago. Well, I mean, look at our look at our yeah. look at our cut. movies that came out. We've got Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Mm-hmm. We've got The Choice and we got Hail Caesar, which <laughs> is has been divisive amongst. Uh, critics so i think i think there was a lot of i mean i think i speak for all of us when we saw the trailer originally yeah. we were excited yeah right mm. and then as as everyone came out of it 
having mixed feelings about it, I think that died down pretty quick. I mean, this is the first time where I feel like the the things we all have been using on the internet, Rotten Tomatoes, you know, all all the different sites where you can go and leave your reviews on it. I think that is actually having an effect on the mm-hmm. public. And uh, and this is this is pretty clear. I mean, it, yeah. it is this their like worst showing to date as far as money, or I mean, they they have to be unhappy with this, right? The Coen Brothers? Yeah. I don't think they care. Yeah, I know they don't care, <laughs> yeah. but I'm talking about the people who want this to make money. Oh, right? sure. I mean... The board members, if you will. I, and I don't know. I, don't, I think the Coen Brothers, every once in a while, they'll do a movie that, that can become like a big hit, like yeah. The Country for Old Men. But right, I, th- right. I think like Burn, after reading, probably did these same numbers, and I think yeah. The Serious Man probably did these <sighs> similar numbers. I, yeah. I think this is kind of par for the course for them. Right, right, where they're kind of making these movies, and then sometimes they're hit just if they hit the the consciousness, if they if they... Strike a chord with people, but yeah, all right. Well, uh, but besides that, I mean, Star Wars is number three, but it only made a little under seven mil, right? So, uh, I think, I think if we if we have some big movies in the next coming weeks, I mean, a lot of these would just drop off, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or, or is just the the tail end of the list just going to be smaller and smaller? I remember we complained about that before mm-hmm. about how what, five through ten would be less than five million a piece. Mm-hmm. And it's just crazy. But let's really, let's, let's really rally, guys. Let's get Star Wars out there some more. Let's get, need some help. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's all let's just go see it back every day. Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm down. Yeah. Why not? Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. This weekend's got some crazy releases. A little shake, shake some stuff up. Like what? Uh, Deadpool? Deadpool. More like live pool. Uh, I think that will be number one for sure. Yeah, but especially I don't know because we were just. But I mean, talking about Hail Caesar, I've also seen some mixed reviews for Deadpool already. That's weird because I've heard only good things. Hmm. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. So moving along, uh, if you don't want to go out to theaters and see any of those, let's tell you what you can see in your house time. Uh, coming out new releases on DVD and Blu-ray. Uh, we have Crimson Peak. Crimson Peak, the blood hits the snow, and it brings out the red in your dress. We read that in episode 249. Yep. That was a Halloween twofer with uh, goose booms. Goose pimples. Uh, that was beautiful, by the way. Thank I just want to give you credit okay. where credit is the due. The next one is not going to be. Good. No, he's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, don't do it. <laughs> uh, look... We need balance in the force. Yeah, we do. No, I do have to say, I appreciate your Crimson Peak theme song. Thank you. Because when you first did it, I immediately thought, was that in the movie? It was that good. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, he's carrying that so well. Well, get ready. <laughs> Saddle up for the next movie. Uh, I might just mute you. <laughs> just take, oh, I'll be take the I'm sound not, out. You're going to have to mute all three mics. <laughs> okay, I won't even drops them all I won't down. even do that. <laughs> Uh, okay, also coming out. Well, we like Crimson Peak. Let's just say that. Much. Yes, I we thought it was. It I thought, as long as you are aware of the fact that it's a gothic horror film and not a horror film, yeah, you'll be very happy. Even then, it's like it's a pretty good film. Yeah, yeah. it is. Just like go like a film. <laughs> uh, speaking of good films, uh, <laughs> coming out in DVD Blu-ray, and here to sing the theme song <laughs> is himself, Sam Smith. <laughs> Thank you. Spectre. Thank you for having me. <laughs> How can I live? How can I breathe? When you're not here, I'm suffocating. I want to 
right, that's really For good. You, <laughs> I'll have to risk it all. Uh, okay, so then now. The writing's <laughs> on the wall. Jesus. Even, even when you're, you're like, gonna... even when you're trying to be funny with it, it's still pretty good. <laughs> I don't know that that's true. I'm, Thank I, you, sir. Like, I. I listen to a lot of music, but yeah. I am a tone deaf son of a bitch. Sure, that's clear. If you <laughs> and I, that I couldn't, I, I can't sing to save my life. But at least you could kind of keep it going. <laughs> well, thank you. I don't know that that's accurate, but thank you. I feel like you knew all the words. Well, yeah. yeah, and that's half the battle. Yeah, that's important. <laughs> well, as GI Joe told us, knowing is half the battle. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, so it was a good movie. That was a very good movie. Uh, I, I, I enjoyed it too. I, I was very excited to do the theme song uh, when they approached me. I knew it was a brilliant opportunity. And uh, oh, I've got oh, I've, that's my assistant. I have to leave now. Bye. Oh no! Fellas. Wait. Oh, Sam Smith, you're going to be in the Gilmore Girls revival. No. <laughs> I thought he'd be Kirk's uh, British cousin. Nope. I guess They're not. cousins. <laughs> identical cousins. Shut up. <laughs> I love that bit. I know. Okay. So. What? Oh, Spectre. Uh, that song is actually nominated for Best Song Ever time. Academy Oscars. Award? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you think the odds of that winning are? What's it nominated against? Uh, the theme song from Fifty Shades of Grey, which actually I like a little. Yeah. And, uh, I, uh, I don't know that song. I listened actually. to it again, I, okay. and I was like, oh, this is that was a good part of the <laughs> thing. I feel bad because I saw that movie. Yeah. Well, we saw it together. Yeah, we saw it together. And I immediately went and bought the soundtrack. Okay. So... What else? What, what? I'm I'm biased. Obviously. I think so. <laughs> the rest of the songs that are nominated are from documentaries. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm gonna put in my vote for Spectre. I'm, I mean, I'm a member of the Academy, so I've been hiding this from you. Do, oh, do you th- I didn't know that. Yeah. Do you think it hurts it that um, uh, Skyfall won? Uh, oh, maybe. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh my goodness. That's but all I, I really, can say about also, that. Also, I really enjoy the writings on the wall. Clearly. Uh-huh. Uh, I hated it the first time I heard it, but goddamn it, it didn't grow on me like a motherfucker. Well, in the movie, it was so good. Yeah. So it comes yeah. on when they're when they're making love on that train. If I can, if I can use flowery language for that. <laughs> Flower. Just a little oh, sting of that pardon, theme song. Pardon, oh! pardon my oh! uh, botany yeah. humor. <laughs> What's what? What's next, friend? Uh, DVD only. Here's the guessing game that we all know and love. That Matt Benson, it is his favorite. Mm-hmm. Love it. So I'm <laughs> gonna Jamie, I'm give dying. you guys the title of a film that's coming out on DVD only this week and some scant details about it, and each of you will get a chance to guess what it is about. And I knew you were gonna love this immediately, Benson. The title of this film is Monkey Up. It's a good title. Uh, so I don't even know what details to give you because there's so much going on here. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Okay, here's what... Okay, so we'll start with Benson. We'll start with you. What you'll get to guess. Uh, uh, the clue that I will give you, I will either give you... And I can't tell you... I mean, I don't know. I mean, this person's top build. But I can't tell you, you know... If, what, who they're, who or what they're doing? I can either give you the top build person, or on the cover of the DVD it says from the makers of, uh, and I can give you that information. Who it's from the makers of? The film is called Monkey Up. I'm gonna take from the makers of. Okay, are you ready for this? Yeah. <laughs> Monkey Up from the makers of Airbud. Sure. Oh. Um, this is about. Uh, <laughs> this is a. You know how. Uh, the silent pictures will take transformers and they'll make transmorphers like that kind of thing. Hey, I definitely know that. Yeah, 
Well, this is like they got they got word about Eddie the Eagle, and so they decided to make a, a movie <laughs> yes. about a monkey ski jumper who you know goes up into the air as he skis. That is my feeling. Oh, that is beautiful. Yeah, that is beautiful. All right. Um, okay, here's. I'm gonna switch it up here, Jordan. You can either get the top build person or the catchphrase on the DVD cover. Which do you think you'd like, in addition to knowing that it's Monkey Up from the makers of Airbud? I have a choice between catchphrase and, and main actor? Yeah. I don't know if he's the main actor, but his name's at the top. It might just be like a weird role that he's playing, and he's just notable enough to get in there. But Huh. Catchphrase. Okay. On the DVD cover, right above the title, it says, mm. The Fast... And the fur- furious, furious. I can't even say it. The furious and the furious. That's adorable. Isn't that insane? Yeah. I Why are it. they doing this? Monkey um, up. Just give you a little behind the scenes of what I do when we're yeah. on the show. Uh, sorry, I was sharing something with Matt Benson. It was. Uh, <laughs> I believe that this, as much as I loved your Eddie the Eagle yeah. uh, spoof, I think this is. A group of uh, animals that escape from the zoo, and in order to finance their uh, trip back home, Mm -hmm. they participate in underground illegal racing. And uh, do at any point do they wig out? uh, Basically, that's all they're doing (laughs) the entire time. They're just wigging out as as animals escaping zoos. Yes, and um, of course they're trying to get back to Madagascar. Right. And um, but they can't say that. Yeah, it's legally it's distinct it. from that right. film. Yeah, <laughs> no. they can, they don't get sued. But um, yeah, you know they're uh, they got the guy who plays Gunther <laughs> to be one of the animal voices. Right, right. Yeah, and uh, and they're you know first they're they're racing for pink slips, but then you know they're trading up all those cars to eventually get a cargo plane. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. And then they're going to airdrop back into their jungle. Yes. Yeah, Andrew. All right, Tell so us we're both right. Monkey Up Tell from the Makers of Airbud. Catchphrase: <laughs> The Fast and the Fury. Fury. Furiest. Furiest. It's really easy. I just want to say the right way. <laughs> I can't do it the wrong, yeah. silly way. Okay, so and the name that that neither of you chose, John Ratzenberger. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, here's the full description. It is a long one. Hold on to everything. Oh my God. Meet Monty, a precocious actor, spokesperson, diva, and a talking capuchin monkey. He's the face of the popular energy drink, Monkey Up, but, he, but convinced he's destined to be the first Oscar-winning monkey movie star. Sure. He leaves his life in commercials and finds residence in the Andrews family home, where he helps each member discover their inner dreams. But Stan, the wicked owner of Monkey Up, Uh-oh. has other plans, and he chase, and the chase is on to find Monty. He escapes with the help of his hilarious monkey siblings, Mort, Mooner, and Melody. In an uproarious chase Lunar. that proves Monty is the fast and the fury, furriest. Can't, can't even do it. <laughs> Ultimately, the, Monty discovers mo- that fame and fortune come and go, but family is forever. We have to know that Mooner is a type of monkey that has the bare butt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's he's a baboon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you got to check out this sweet cover. I'm going to give this right to right to Matt Benson. Oh yeah, that's real nice. I that's, that yeah, I saw it. that. It's, yeah. oh some kind God. of a red Corvette, yeah. and it seems like it's flying. Maybe with the help of balloons. Yeah. I don't know what's happening. I think it's I when like they're going that. back to the jungle. Thumbs up. <laughs> it's a real after the cargo plane. Yeah, it is a real time of your life situation. My goodness. Okay. 
So. And I owe it all to you. Uh, nothing, nothing big on Blu-ray, so we're going to rant to TV. Uh, you don't call it TVD anymore? Uh, no. Canonically, Derek <laughs> struck that from the record. <laughs> he uh, he got really upset with us. Okay. Well, I'm bringing it back. <laughs> I'm using my power as guest to put it back in the record. I don't know. I feel like it needs more time. <laughs> it needs to boil a little more. Uh, uh, okay. So, Benson, we've got to try and guess if Jordan has seen these shows. Okay. Starting with yeah. The I Leftovers, it, the complete second season. Yeah, I'm going to say he has seen The Leftovers. I think I'm going to go with first season only. I'm not seeing a single episode. What's the it's an HBO, right? Yeah, yeah and usually why. I'm on the HBO shows. I know. I feel like you're more on with the Showtimes and the Stars. HBO, you lag a little. I do lag a little. But yeah. I also came to HBO late. Because here. Was it their new maybe, streaming service? HBO maybe I late? shouldn't tell you this behind the scenes info. Uh-huh. But the reason why is... My parents, for the longest time, just had, like, three of the movie packages, not all of them, and then we just had those packages for so long, and we're a customer with our cable package for so long, Mm -hmm. that they just went, have the rest of the movie channels. Mm -hmm. So, like, HBO and Encore and some of the other channels, I've been catching up, because I never watched them when they originally aired. And because of that, I'm not really up and up on their current stuff. Yeah. Because I I'm going in the backlog. Interesting. So that that might that might help you guys in the future. All right. Next on the television new releases, uh, I mean this one's just for fun, but here we go. <laughs> Mountain Men: The Rules of the Wild have changed. A, there's no way, right? I'm gonna say no. <laughs> well, look, here's what I'm gonna tell you. First of all, I love <laughs> I, that sub that sub. Yeah. You know, after the colon, the rules of the wild think, have changed. I think I know what he's gonna remind you of. That's and. Good. Remember, Jordan, I, I can't remember if it's every episode or just a lot of them of Treehouse Masters, <laughs> which played on Animal Planet for some reason. Mountain Men, I don't know where it played, but I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm 50% sure this is not a real show. This is just a, <laughs> this is this just, is just a pure goof. So I'm just going to stick with my answer, which is no. I'm going to say you've occasionally watched. <laughs> I've never even heard of it. Yes. <laughs> okay, okay. But... Now you're in. I'm going to get very <laughs> yeah. acquainted with this show. What is the premise of this show? Don't know. All I just right. All I had was a picture, which was, of course, a bearded man in flannel. Sure. Look, is there any other kind? Yeah. Uh, so that's it for the new releases. Oh, my uh, God. There's like six seasons. <laughs> <laughs> Going real deep on Mountain What's Men. What's the show? Hmm? Mountain Men. What's that one show? Uh, Hillbilly. Huck, Hillbilly. What's it called? The the Beverly Hillbillies? No, no, the one that Travis McElroy liked Hillbilly something. Oh my God, you're right. What was that? Jordan, you got to pull be able to pull this. Tra- Travis McElroy enjoyed a show, show that was kind of like um, it was kind of like Pawn Stars, I believe, uh-huh. but it was called Hillbilly something, which sounded fake, and then they, Tur- it turned out to be yeah, real. Yeah, it was super real. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Well, whatever it was, yeah. that's a real delight yeah. to find out something like that exists. <laughs> uh, so if you want to pick any of those up, go to your local video store. Uh, so it's been on since uh, th- what's out on uh, TVD right now mm. is the show coming back mm. because it's been on since 2012 and this new season mm. that's what they're that's what they're calling oh, okay. it and it's it's just a bunch of people who live up in the mountains off the grid okay yeah <laughs> they're so off the grid they're on TV yeah <laughs> that's how off the grid they are yep uh, <laughs> have you ever been so off the grid you're on TV. <laughs> You have to be really off the grid for that. <laughs> yeah. uh, so when we come back, we 
we'll be reviewing the Coen Brothers film, Hail Caesar. I'm Mark from Comic Nerds Unite, and this is my hetero life mate, Tim. What's up, Mark? And what's up, world? Comic Nerds Unite is a comic book podcast, plain and simple. Our mission statement is bringing nerds together to talk comics. So we pick a book or graphic novel that we all read and discuss it at length. Then we talk about some of the books we read for the week. I love comics! Me too, buddy. Check us out on ComicNerdsUnite.com or on iTunes. Comic, Comic Nerds, Nerds Unite! Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. How long since your last confession, my son? 27 hours. It's really too often. You're not that bad. Here at Capitol Pictures, as you know, millions of people look to us for information and uplift and, yes, entertainment. And we're going to give it to them. And action. An army of technicians and actors and top-notch artistic people are working hard to bring to the screen our biggest release of the year. Hail Caesar is a prestige picture with one of the biggest stars in the world, Baird Whitlock. A truth we could see if we had, but... If we had... Faith! 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 Cut! Ah. Uh, Mr. Mannix. What's up? The director can't find Baird Whitlock. Somebody slipped it under my door. We have your movie star. Gather $100,000 and await instructions. Who are we? The future. Hello, Bert. Hello, Mr. Mannix. Lawrence, Hobie, thank you all for coming. The studio needs your help. Bad Whitlock has been kidnapped. This is bad. Bad for movie stars everywhere. She sings the perfect harmony. Let's spend 24 hours. But we're looking for him. We don't want it in the gossip columns. This is going to cost the studio a lot of money. And that's where you come in. I need some cash. You must have very strong forearms. Is it hard squeezing it like that? It's part of the job, miss. I'd like to know what the hell is going on here. 20 million readers want the truth, Eddie. Truth, yes. Mm. Eddie. So won't you tell me no truth, I want to hold in your life. Don't you tell me no truth, I want to hold in your life. This is a drama, Mannix, a real drama. Mr. Mannix, I know it sounds screwy, but someone's calling from the future. Good Lord. Wondering what's going on? Hail Caesar. Directed by the Coens. Joel and Written Ethan. by the Coens. Joel and Ethan. <laughs> well, information about Hibbley oh, and fishing we, from the... <laughs> Noodling. Noodling. Uh, that's the what was hillbilly hand fishing was the name of the show. Uh, a practice uh, uh, apparently also known as noodling. Nice, yeah. That All sounds right. about right. <laughs> so that's catching everyone up. Yep. Uh, but we're going to now review Hail Caesar. Hail Caesar, uh, which was written, directed, and starring the Coen Brothers. Yep. <laughs> one was Hail, and one was Caesar. Shut up. Oh, no, that's not it. Uh, so this is a film edited uh, by Roderick Jane, aka. The Coen Brothers. <laughs> okay. That's um, their editing name. Good. Their nom de cut. So this film is apparently about a Hollywood fixer in the 1950s who yeah. works to keep the studio stars in line. Mm-hmm. I guess. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's totally <laughs> what it's about. It's pretty 
It's a pretty good description of it. Yeah. Uh, it's starring, you know, Josh Brolin, George Clooney, Alden Ehrenreich. Alden Ehrenreich. Jordan, what do you know this guy from? Stoker, maybe. Oh, shit. He was in Stoker. Yeah. I mean, that's basically... Oh, you know from Beautiful Creatures. That's Yes. Because he's got a horrible accent in that movie. His accent in this movie is great. Yeah, yeah it is. I really it's like a the real accent. delight. Really, yep. Uh, sorry, I had to just run down what I know this guy from. In Stoker, his name was Whip. Yep, Whip. He was one of the boys. <laughs> Haven't seen Stoker. Good film. Yeah, oh yeah. Prison Break wrote that? Is that correct? Yeah, okay. <laughs> you are actually 100% <laughs> correct. Prison Break wrote that. Okay. The movie yeah. and TV show Prison Break yeah. wrote you, that you movie. Wrote that. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so I mean this I mean I feel like it's gonna be a little hard to talk too much about this film but it's it's a uh, it's kind of made up of um, like segments in a sense mm-hmm. uh, as Josh Brolin's uh, Eddie Mannix character goes around doing his job fixing. he fixing yeah. uh, which which is kind of a funny I mean he has a real title what is it head of production. physical production of physical I believe production, is what yeah. it's called yeah. which is a great title yeah. uh, and it kind of seems like he runs a lot of the show a lot more than you'd think he would yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's it would kind of follow him around in what his n- normal day is like, and just all of the weird hijinks that he has to put up with from all the crazy uh, actors, right? And some of those, uh, you know, are, and and even directors. Uh, Ray Ray Fiennes plays a, a kind of a, a I don't know what to call him a stick in the mud director. Kind of he's kind of artsy fartsy, artsy fartsy. Yeah, yeah. he thinks Lawrence what he's doing Lawrence. is yeah, Lawrence Lawrence, yeah. Mr. Lawrence, please. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and it's kind of it's kind of fun, but a lot that means like a lot of people get kind of just one scene or two scenes, and yeah. then and then they're out. Yeah. So we we mostly follow Josh Brolin through the whole shebang. Shebang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shebang. So I don't know. What 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 what? Yeah. I don't know, Benson. You have some theories on Cohen's. Yeah. Do you want to share them now or later? <laughs> uh, no, I really love this movie. I'll, I'll 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 go out there and and plant my flag and say that I'm a lover of this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think uh, all Coen Brothers movies in a weird way are kind of about the same thing, which is that nothing matters and, and the universe doesn't care about you. And you can kind of make that can be fun and whimsical or that can be dark and horrible, as you see in all of their movies. Right, right. And I think this is definitely kind of an example of that kind of story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think also this is really, this is like a sort of weird grotesque exaggeration of the Coen brothers. Yeah. Like this is the Coen brothers running themselves through a Coen brothers filter. Yeah. And I love that. That's why, that's why I find this movie really entertaining because it is, it's kind of a lot, it's a lot of things like, Oh, we really want to do this and we really want to do that. Let's just throw it all into one movie. Mm-hmm. It's going to be extra that doesn't need to matter. It's just fun. It's great. I love it. Yeah. And because of the structure of it being a movie production company yeah. allows them to have these strange vignettes. Yeah. And these scenes, because you're literally seeing scenes of movies getting made. Yes, it's crazy. It's yeah. It gives and I a lot enjoyed of every single one of them. I enjoyed the yeah. you know, swimming bit. I enjoyed the dancing scene. I, yeah. I loved Lonely Old Moon. Yeah, I and I think really uh, just another way of looking at either just the Coens films in general or this one is kind of like they take the mundane and make it magical. Yeah, like it's it's you know this is kind of like we're watching a guy do his job. Yeah, that's essentially what yeah. we're watching. Yeah, but it's it's fun, right? Like it's really fun and uh, it's funny. Yeah, and Tilda it really Swinton's great in it. <coughs> Tilda Swinton also, and Tilda Swinton. And great. Tilda's gonna say yeah. that too. Yeah. <laughs> They're both good. Yeah. Also, George Clooney and George Clooney. We've got two actors playing dual roles in this film. What? 
Yeah, you didn't catch that? What? No, <laughs> what? There's a scene where George Clooney is playing the Baird Woodlock stunt double. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. I didn't know that was him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. That's uh, why the joke is, oh, he sounds great. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it is him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I do kind of, uh, yeah, I did like uh, Tilda Swinton. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk the, about our boy. The truth, the Hobie, though. Who? Hobie? Oh, yeah. What a, what a beautiful AKA boy. A.K.A. Alden yeah. er- Ehrenreich. He's so good in this. I love him. He's <laughs> he's like a little cowboy man. Yeah. Who he never really had to act before. Yeah. Yeah. And suddenly they want you know the from up high yeah. the order comes down you're going to be in this hoity-toity film yeah. where you have to learn a bunch of lines. Yeah. With a twist as simple. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to not walk like a cowboy. Yes. <laughs> Every time he entered that room, it was a real delight because he's walking like a cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a lot of fun. Oh man. Yeah. He's like, try to look at her when you say the line. <laughs> <laughs> and, and later, really later when he's that. talking to. Uh, uh, the uh, production, uh, physical production. Mm. Yeah. He's like, uh, you know, everyone's looking at me. That's that that that's real tough. Yeah, <laughs> I, th- I think I got a handle on it though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of there's a lot of fun little jabs at Hollywood that kind of still resonate today in some way. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that's a lot of fun. What'd you think of um, yeah George Clooney? I enjoyed him a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, He's mm-hmm. doing classic Cohen, dumb hero of a Cohen brother movie. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fumbling his way through a scene. Yeah, basically every scene. He's just. I love like how humbling. much George Clooney just seems to love to play an absolute dumbass. Yeah. in, in Cohen Brothers movies specifically, <laughs> he loves it because we got that in Burn After Reading. We get that yep. in No Brother Where Art Thou. Mm-hmm. We get that a little bit in Intolerable Cruelty. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, um. Yeah, I don't know. Did someone else say a thing. I can't carry this whole. <laughs> you can't. I've I've said what I thought of the film. I love it. Mm-hmm. I gave but my why? Why did you love it? That's because it's a this weird, fun, grotesque exaggeration of a Coen Brothers movie. <laughs> when uh, what's his name from Girls comes in with the camera, and he's like staring weirdly. At well, and it's that's fantastic. It's a pretty great shot when he takes the picture and then he like fires the bulb off the spin. <laughs> yeah, bulb. And he's like pop, yeah. and you see it bounce yeah. out. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. oh yeah, they did work like that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Channing Tatum's great in it. Channing Tatum's <clears throat> crushing it these days. Yeah, well, that's yeah. crazy. He has these smaller roles in these films, but he just does. Mm-hmm. He doesn't steal the show, but he just is playing them so well. Yeah, mm-hmm. good for him. I even really enjoyed in that scene the the director uh, was played by Christopher Lambert. Yeah. Oh yeah. Raiden. From from yeah. As from uh, the Highlander, uh, as a friend of the show, uh, Justin Keyson pointed out after we saw the movie. They've got two duos here in the movie that don't interact because two dudes from Highlander are in the film and they don't they don't have any scenes together. Yeah, and Chang Tatum and Jonah Hill are both in the film and they yep. don't have any scenes together. <laughs> That's pretty funny. So the Coens they brought in these duos to split them up. They're yeah, like, jo- we are the only duo on set. <laughs> <laughs> Jonah Hill essentially has one scene. I love Jonah Hill in this movie, <laughs> and it's pretty great. Once yeah. it's once you get to him, yeah. I mean, in the trailer it was kind of like, oh, what's going to happen here? But yeah. in the film, it's it's a it's great payoff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a super great payoff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of good payoff in this film. Yeah. There's a lot of things that kind of get set up, and then when they get knocked down, it's really delightful. And again, that's something the Coen Brothers do really well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even the I mean, the whole um, the arc of uh, you know Hobie Doyle. Yeah, that's a great. Like we kind of see him, you know, uh, go through like people want him to change. He doesn't want to change, and then he kind of ends up in the same role that he does. Yeah, in real life. In real life, yeah. <laughs> 
and it's 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 actually really like fun when he's waiting for that lady and he just grabs the rope and starts, starts doing, doing tricks. Oh, that was tricks, so yeah. awesome! This yeah. is him. Like that's what he does. Yeah. He just starts doing rope tricks. I like that when they go on their date, it's at a restaurant that looks very similar to the Coconut Grove and the Aviator. So, of course, I appreciate that. <laughs> well, I think that's like a, I mean, it was supposed to be like an after party at a. Yeah, I mean, at Hollywood in the 40s. Or that was not the same, awards. Yeah. same premiere time period as. You and uh, your Hollywood in the 40s. That's what I like. I guess this was the 50s, though, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. This film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it was commies. Yeah. And I even. Not Nazis. Mm-hmm. Which I got. Uh, I got real hard Rocketeer flashbacks. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, that's 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 how you can gauge what kind of person you are. You got Rocketeer flashbacks. I got Aviator flashbacks. Oh, there you go. We connect to different Howard Hughes stories. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, I think beyond that connection, I think it. I mean, I kept thinking kind of a Trumbo because Trumbo was kind of about movie making at, and, in that same time period and right. huh? commies and commies. Yeah. yeah, but just in that sense of like. I mean, Trumbo and the people that he that he knew and worked with, they were trying to write movies, and they they were the writers. Yeah. And here's you know another group of writers in a similar situation, but they're like it, with that Cohen edge to them, where they've yeah. got this kind of grand scheme <laughs> yeah. of insanity. Yes, uh, no, which look, is a lot of they fun. They know the future. Yeah, they are, <laughs> they the, are future. the future. Look, there's they're scientists. Yeah. <laughs> okay. If you study economics, you can predict everything that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, these are like, and these are all kind of like character or like that guy actors, yeah. and they're really like killing. We're talking killing Patrick scenes. Fischler. Uh huh. We're talking David Crumbles. Yeah, man, that whole room is yeah. just full of people. Yeah. Fisher Stevens. And I was like, Fisher Stevens. I like all of these people uh-huh. yeah. in this room. And I don't yeah. even know if I've ever seen Max Baker in a film before, but he's like the kind of the leader that talks to Baird Whitlock the most. He's great. He's so delightful. He's so good. He's He's so great. Yeah. And yeah, David Krummeltz in the back just going, ah. The angry one. Yeah. <laughs> and someone's telling him to shut up every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. So it's a, it's, it's a pretty fun movie. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I think we'll save a little more for the discussion, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think, I mean, I don't know, in, in the, in the oeuvre of the Coens, where, where would we place it? I mean, I don't know how many huh. Cohen films you've seen, Jordan. I've or aware a, that you've seen. I've seen a good amount. Because yeah. there, there are some, much like Intolerable Cruelty, people tend to drop that one right out of their brain. Because, uh, I mean, for me, it's not that great. I think it's better than The Lady Killers. I'll, I'll go on record. Because you don't like Tom Hanks. Yeah, he's bad in that movie. He's the KFC Kentucky general man in that movie, and that's a little delightful. Nah. It's Actually, the best movie. character in that film has no lines. Who? And, uh, unless he says one word when he, is, spoilers, dies. The Asian guy. Oh, yeah. He's pretty great. I've seen everything except for Miller's Crossing. Oh, that's a good. That's a really good. And <laughs> that's a really good. That's a really good. Uh, shit, I just lost it. <laughs> I think I've o- I've only missed. I think I you've seen run, Barton Fink. I'm pretty sure I can no. run through all okay. their films. For so right Barton Fink, Blood Simple, and mm. and uh, Miller's Crossing. Those are the only ones I haven't seen. Some early. How many have you seen? All. Okay, yeah, me too. This makes it every yeah, single, yeah. except for I mean, they have a segment in New York. I love you, Paris. I love you. Paris whatever. Love you. It's really good. You should watch. It's worth watching. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Steve so, in it. Sure. <laughs> so, um, oh, and also, it's it's kind of uh, worthy to know. I mentioned Barton Fink. It's probably my. It's either my favorite or a top three Cohen for me. That's a great movie. And it has a connection to this film. Yeah. It's the same movie studio. Yeah. What's it called? Pan- no. Capital. Capital. Yeah. yeah. Capital Pictures. Yeah. It's kind of on the nose. Mm-hmm. It's the same. It's the same movie studio that Barton Fink works for. Yeah. And so I kind of enjoyed that. Is I wish this the official first establishment of a shared Cohen universe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. 
That'd be exciting, right? It would. Very, <laughs> we're turning turning over a new leaf. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're on our way to uh, <laughs> to uh, a shared universe, a la uh, Hateful Eight. Yeah, yeah. Tarantino yeah. just announcing like, oh yeah, they're all the same. Yeah. 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 Although I mean, the name Mike Zoss, I know, shows up in a number of Coen Brothers films. It's yeah. A little tribute. Mm-hmm. It's also the production company with the horse's ass and the bug at the end. Mm-hmm. That made yeah. sense. If you, that made sense if you already knew what I was talking about. Okay, <laughs> I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean, like, would I mean, it's not, it can't be your favorite. No, I mean, the Big Lebowski's still my favorite, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't, I don't, it's it's hard for me to say. I, 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 I mean, the Coen Brothers are my favorite writers and directors. Uh, <laughs> if, if 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 you didn't know that about me, I kind of, I mean, I have like the Big Lebowski's my favorite, and then all the other ones except for like the Lady Killers are are, are tied for second. Uh-huh. I mean, it's all cruelty's a little not as good, but I still I still enjoy that movie even. So it's, it's very hard for me to kind of place them. I, I would have to go into a hut for a day and think and hallucinate and write it all out. <laughs> I would love that. Can we make that happen? You might come out with the secrets of the universe. I, uh, yeah. I'll find out what was on the goy's tooth. That's a callback to... Oh, I like that a lot. A oh, film. can we get you in that and figure out what was on that tooth? <laughs> Uh, anyway, before we uh, you know cut this off and save the rest for discussion, can we talk a little bit about religion in this film? Okay. Uh, I really enjoyed the scene where uh, so the film that they are making that Josh Brolin is uh, really spearheading and that uh, Baird Whitlock is the star of is is in fact uh, na- the same name as the film that we are watching, Hail Caesar, uh, well, 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 with a little sure. subtitle, yeah. yeah, A Tale of the Christ. Yes. Uh, so religion actually plays a, a big part in that, and I think just in the plot in general. Yeah. Uh, and there's a great scene where in Josh Brolin, room? yeah, where he's, yeah. he's ha- he has the leader, you know, kind of the heads of different churches yeah. to look over the script to see if it will offend their group so that when they release it, it'll still make money. Yes. Yeah. And so it's these four different religious, you know, figures yeah. that are trying, you know, to each get their point across and disagreeing and agreeing in different ways. Yeah. And I think that's a great scene. It's, it's, a, it's a fanatic, 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 <laughs> fanatic. Up. Fantastic. <laughs> it's a fanatic banana. <laughs> Bobama. I'm okay. <laughs> That's a really good scene. Yeah, and I really enjoy the payoff on that scene. I really enjoy, I mean, we have one rabbi. There's three, you know, three well, there's a Catholic, Christian denominations. Yeah, there's a Catholic and like Orthodox and then uh-huh. um, a Protestant. Yeah, yeah. And, a, and a rabbi. And a rabbi. And, the ra- and everyone's kind of agreeing except for the rabbi. Yeah. <laughs> and it's well, the of, rabbi's like, these guys are all crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, none of them know what they're talking about. Yeah. It's like, his God was angry. Oh, he, he, he got better. Yes. <laughs> it's like, that's... <laughs> when? Yeah. It's and such and then it leads to a fun little, little line in the credits referencing this scene. What? Did you guys not catch this? No. I... I had to come here. I didn't. Uh, so uh, stay for the credits. The the rabbi makes a point of saying it, it is it is a great sin to depict the Godhead on screen, mm-hmm. and so the movie ends with uh, there is no visual depiction of the Godhead in this movie. That's in the credits at the oh, end. Oh, nice little fun nice. thing. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. That's cute. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so we'll save the rest for the discussion. Uh, but we all like this film. Yes, it's a goodie. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just just be aware of what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. A great you know what I mean? That you should love, or you're a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, look, uh, like some of these, I, I I would have to say, especially No Country for Old Men, like leaves you with a certain feeling, and then just kind of leaves you there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And this does the same thing, but in a very different way. Yeah. And just be aware of that, yeah. because I can understand someone 
seeing the credits of this film and going, wait, what? Yeah. And walking out of this film unhappy. I believe I heard someone say that out loud when I saw No Country for Old Men. <laughs> yeah. Well, the last part of Old Country for No Old No Old Country for No Men, no men. <laughs> is a little confusing, much like that title. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and I think uh, also maybe some modern, you know, modern audiences might get a little bored with the tributes to uh, old Hollywood I past. Loved it. Of course, I loved it. it was, come on, we if all you, loved it. If you love movies and film, mm. you will enjoy these cute little vignettes that yeah. we get. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so come come back for the discussion uh, at the end uh, to get more of our thoughts. On yeah, we'll have a lot to talk about. Deal. And I uh, personally apologize for the spoilers earlier. Yeah, I feel like we dropped a few in there. What's new in theaters? What? What? I'm sorry. <laughs> Look, the document's not open. Deadpool. Thank you. Zoolander 2. How to be single of mind and music touched with fire. Uh, before we play Guess the Ending, let's give out some thanks. Starting with the Silent Partner, who did our theme song, Sophomore Makeout. We got that from the YouTube Audio Library. Go check that place out for free musics for using news. Our logo was done by Justin Kizon. He's a writer as well as an artist, and you can find his writings on Agents of Guard. That's agentsofguard.com. Since you're here, Benson, I'll mention for one of the last times, Shut Up Leonard. It's the podcast that we did. It's done now. You pour one out for it. Yeah. Uh, Shut Up Leonard. It was a podcast where Benson and I talked all about the TV show Community. Yeah. Uh, Good times. Which, you know, ran for six seasons. Yeah. Inexplicably. <laughs> it came back to life twice, at least, I feel like. Yeah. Frankenstein did. <clears throat> and uh, we really loved it. It was a good show. And you should go check it out. We got the whole the whole show, our whole show, is available to you because it's a podcast. That's how that works. Yeah. So go check it out. Uh, and we do another podcast called Pick Your Path. Adventure. What's What's that about? Uh, it's, it's like a choose-your-own-adventure-style narrative story mm. that you can listen to on your ear head. Yeah. Uh, it's got chapters like an audiobook, so you can skip around and make choices just like a real boy. That sounds like fun. Girl. We write it along with David King. Yeah, of Midnight Marinara fame. And uh, did you drop that bonus ep? Nope. Coming soon. You left me hanging like I left you hanging. Well, there's no bonus to give, so I can't. I cannot complete the say. All right, all right. Uh, but there will be a there will be a bonus episode coming soon mm-hmm. on BenVNetwork.com/slash/pyp. Sounds good. I mean, there's already one bonus episode up there, but there'll be another one coming mm-hmm. soon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If Tom was here, he'd tell you about Optograv.org and all of his short stories on Amazon and Smash Words. I deleted this last time, and you just left it here. Uh, because you deleted it from this document, not the the uh, document with which I make copies from. I don't have... Which also has a, a lot of other mistakes in it. i got to do a rundown <laughs> on that. Uh, Benson, what do you do here? I go to BenVNetwork.com and I check out all the great shows. <laughs> shows like Benson's Boobock. Shows like Matt and Breno's Wrestling Show. Shows like Shut Up Leonard, now defunct. Shows like BenView on Spielberg. we got an episode coming up soon about Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. So Ooh. check that out. You can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Matt Benson. That's Dr. Matt Benson. And go rescue a dog. It's a good thing to do. Yay. I'm Jordan. Cool. Uh, I do things on the internet. Like uh, playing video games. I think I'm playing Firewatch on Saturday. Probably at 2 p.m. On twitch.tv backslash Gamersault Weekly. Follow GA Weekly for updates in case that changes. Gah! And weekly. Exactly. And More like uh, Gah Weekly. Yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> Look, we accept both. <laughs> 
Uh, both are legal tender at our store. Thank you. And uh, and then you can also follow me on Twitter at TrueValk. V-A-L-K. I still say TrueValk because that's how I read it in my head the first time and that won't leave my brain. You know what? Both are accepted, but I try and say it that way so people understand how it's spelled. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so you should check out all the great podcasts on BenViewNetwork.com. Uh, Star Wars Nerd Unite yes. is now on Spotify. That's Spotify correct. has podcasts now. What? And Star Wars Nerd Unite is a Spodify. Okay. I don't know what that means. Oh, Spotify. Yeah. They should change that to yeah. make that legal. Yes. Uh, and you should check out our personal website, nevpodcast.com. Nev podcast. E- email us, nevpodcast.gmail.com. Nev podcast. Uh, on Twitter, at nevpodcast. Nev podcast. Uh, my personal Twitter is at podcaster Andrew. Podcaster Andrew. <laughs> What's everyone else? Twitter time? We already did it. Good. (laughs) Efficient. Now it's time for Guess the Ending. You'll never guess how it ends. You want to pause it. It was a little remix. (laughs) Remix. Uh, Who's first? Is it me? Yep. Okay. Uh, I'm doing Two Lander. Directed directed starring Ben Stiller. Also starring Owen Wilson. Uh, Penelopoco Cruz and oh, Will Ferrell. Wow. Derek and Hansel are modeling again when an opposing company attempts to take them out of the business. I don't know who said that. That was weird. <laughs> Did I almost hear that? That's so weird. Did uh, you just wake up? Do you know where you are? Hi. I was at the airport. Now I'm here. I don't understand what's going on. Two Lander. Directed and starring. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the weird thing is, uh, this one's actually not a comedy. This one gets real serious. Uh, in the trailer, you see uh, uh, Derek and Ansel to come out, and they got the old and lame. Old. What does yours say? <laughs> Good. And uh, sweet. <laughs> and uh, where the uh, they they're actually they are being targeted. Uh, as are everyone else who's who has ever been a model, apparently. Uh, so spies want them to help, yeah. and also including Fox Mulder. Mm-hmm. And spies want them to help because they know that they're disposable. Models are disposable yeah. to them. So Penelope Cruz is actually kind of not a good person in this film. Wow. And uh, thank you. Yeah. And uh, when it comes down to the end of it, they actually um, they're they're in a building that's gonna blow up. And the only way to stop the bomb is to do the perfect runway walk. And they're just so old they can't do it. And they, they die. But they save a bunch of orphans somehow. So at least there's that. Can those orphans read good? No. And also the, they have to go to a school for ants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I go now? <laughs> yeah. I'm doing How to Be Single, directed by Christian Ditter. Uh, Peter Gunn. (laughs) Starring Datoka Johnson, uh, Cannon Rebin Wilson, uh, Leslie Michael Mann, and uh, Damon Wayans Sr. Jr. Uh, New York City is full of lonely hearts seeking the right match. And what Alice, Robin, Lucy, Meg, Tom, and David all have in common is the need to learn how to be single in a world filled with ever-evolving definitions of love. I probably should have thought about this before right now. (laughs) (laughs) There's also like a lot of names in the description. Wow. Um, 
uh, they they uh, they're people and they're like dating, getting to know each other, but they find out they're all related, which is really weird. Whoa! And uh, so they have to stop uh, dating each other. It ends up being a road trip because they're they uh, they find out that they're all from this like weird like they find out while getting to know each other that they were all born at the same place. Mm. So they go on a road trip and they they go and they find uh, Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger, sure. and uh, yes. Yes. what had happened was yes. is Arnold Schwarzenegger had carried <laughs> all of them to term, okay. and they were just all they're all the same age, wow. and uh, they they find their two dads, <laughs> and it, it's just about how uh, you know they're these freaks of science. It's Wait, why they're all different. Was part of the plot of Junior. <laughs> The child Arnold Schwarzenegger was carrying was Danny DeVito's child? No, that was... (laughs) I just mixed twins and... Okay. (laughs) Uh, And and, uh, they're so excited. You know, they they meet their family again for what seems like the first time because they don't remember their childhood. And uh, they, they learn about it and they're all so stoked that they all become the next generation of this experiment and they're all impregnated including the two men and uh, just about how you know they're going to keep this thing going and and see where it leads and it's his, I mean, you know, we think it's going to be this romantic comedy but it's it's actually about, you know, science and and trying to make perfect children not at all like children of the corn yeah, thank you thank you my movie is Touched with Fire. Director, Paul Dalio. Starring Katie Holmes, Luke Kirby, Christine Lottie, and our old pal, Griffin Dunn. Get it done. <laughs> Griffin Dunn. <laughs> Two manic depressants <laughs> meet in a psychiatric hospital and begin a romance that brings out all the beauty and horror of their condition. <laughs> oh, shit. They're in a psychiatric hospital, and immediately, as every movie in a psychiatric hospital must do at some point, there's a twist reveal where it turns out they were always in the psychiatric hospital. Katie Holmes did not willingly check herself in, as the trailer implies she was there the whole time. And then um, Luke Kirby, who I believe is the man, opens up his mouth super wide, and he sucks her in, and he gets Katie Holmes' powers. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. uh, What are some Katie Holmes' powers? He can marry Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. He can have the strength to leave the Church of Scientology. Whoa. And uh, he can show his boobs in The Gift. Mm-hmm. Um, Not the one that just came out, but the one from before. With Kate Blanchett and Greg Kinnear. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, uh, I remember that movie. Yeah. Directed by Sam Raimi. Uh, and then he uses his new Katie Holmes powers to escape the hospital um, and find his way home. Uh, he has hey, to, that would be the same skill check as escaping from Scientology. Yes, Good. exactly. Uh, so he's got to go home. He wigs out to get there, uh, and, uh, and then that's the end of the movie. I'm going to be honest, my heart wasn't in this one. I ate cookies instead of meals twice today. Whoa, <laughs> what? That's something wow. to reveal hey, right at the that's end. That's a huge twist. Uh, and not on purpose either time. It just sort of happened. Both I think times. it's a bigger twist than they were in the psychiatric hospital yeah. the whole time. Yeah, I don't even care about the movie anymore. <laughs> How did you do this to yourself? Well, I, in the morning, I, I, I kind of lost track of time, and I was like, what do I have that I can't? That doesn't have to be cooked? Cookies. And the answer was uh, Savannah Smiles Girl Scout Ooh, cookies. I see why this happened. And then I didn't have time to get food between work and here, but 
they had, the work had made a Starbucks run and you gotten could've... me a chocolate chip cookie, and I ate that. And then when I got home to drop off my dog, my parents' house, oh. uh, they also had cookies, so I took another one there, oh. and that was my dinner. You could have had some of my dinner. Well, uh, you know. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for for the retroactive offer. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know. <laughs> if I knew that you were sustaining on cookies, yeah, I would have offered some of my food. I, I had Taco Bell for lunch. I should say. So you Taco Bell and cookies. You're fuel, eating really healthy. Benson Fuel Twenty Sixteen. You know, I mean, they did a study in Europe, and that's how a lot of people lose weight. I mean, yeah. cookies and Taco Bell. Yeah, Today was right. p- p- pop starts and pizza for me. So <laughs> I gotta I gotta eat things with the same letter. Yeah. So yeah. I'm the only person that ate like an adult today. That is. Uh, that is scary. That I'm the only person who ate like an adult. You ate three square meals? Uh, I had a beautiful breakfast. Mm-hmm. I had a very small sandwich for lunch because I wasn't that hungry. And then I and then I had uh, some food today. Listen, I don't I don't eat like this every day. I want to say it for the record. This is pretty standard for me. Record reflect, I do not eat like this every day. Mm-hmm. Usually it's two Taco Bells and one cookie oh, meal excuse you sir it, it's often i make a nice three egg breakfast with oh, some beautiful. greek yogurt and some trader joe's vanilla granola crusters nice. mixed in nice crusters is what i said when i meant clusters mm. i'm a racist asian caricature goodbye uh on that scientology note apparently the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> taking it way back uh the the podcast ono ross and carrie is doing their scientology scope oh no right oh, now. nice ross and carrie. yeah uh and so they might be in trouble Literally, I, mean, yeah. uh, I don't know if you check that. That's on the Max Fun Network, which we are not affiliated with, but we love. Who are you, Jesse Thorne? We love the McElroy podcast. Who are, who I, are you, uh, Griffin McElroy? I listen to I a lot of their shows. Who are you? Who are you, uh, Van, uh, uh, Aaron Gibson? I don't even know who that is. Who oh, are you, Monty? Sh- Thorn? No. no. He's naming people from the Max Fun Network shows. But Monty is one of the names. Yeah, but Monty Belmonte. Mm. There it is. Delightful. Who, who are you? Come on. <laughs> Can't pull one more? I mean, I, I can do John like, Hodgman. I know, but I, I want to go deep, cuz. Oh, okay. I was trying to pull one of the stop posting yourself. Posting, 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 posting. I almost posting, did the plugs posting. thing when he was doing that earlier. But uh, I didn't want to steal your thunder. I was trying to name one of the stop podcasting yourself guys. Or alternatively, one of the flop house guys. Ooh. Can, uh, I, can I name a flop house guy? Do Let's it. do this on the podcast. <laughs> Matt. Kerbal. Nope, that's a that's a member of the nighttime foam corner. Right? Isn't that weird? <laughs> that name got pulled out into my yeah. brain. Hmm. Well, shout out to Matt Kerbal. Yeah, Matt Kerbal. Uh, I don't think you listen, but you're a good man anyway. You're a good man, Charlie Brown. This has been episode 262 of Nerds Eye of You. Uh, I until feel like when I revealed that I had cookie meals, it sort of <laughs> transmuted the energy to at least Andrew. No, I think I've had this energy since I started talking about Tulander. <laughs> Director by Ben Stiller. Starring also Ben Styler. What a show. What a fucking bullet in, that, in the brain of this show. Uh, next Dave, week, what Dave the Shuka. hell are we reviewing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Jordan with the steel. And Graham Clark. Fucking Graham Clark. I should have been able to I get I love that. Graham Clark. I should have been able to They're get that. They're both funny bitches. Graham, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I love both those men. We're either going to review Deadpool or How to Be Single. That's, that's Deadpool. That's what I'm going to tell you right now. Deadpool. No, I don't want them to know, Jordan. All right, How to Be Single. No, you can't say Deadpool. either. Jordan. You know, we should have this bit and then go see Zoolander 2. <laughs> 
Toolander, please. Toolander. This has been episode 262 of Nerds Have You. I'm Andrew. I'm Matt Benson. And I'm Jordan. Remember, listeners, don't take calls from the future. Feel free to say all kinds of funny stuff now. Hey. Knock. Hey. It's the new way to set up a joke. Into the microphone. It's better. (laughs) Knock, knock. Who is it? Uh, The tax collector. Give me all your money. Commies. Yeah. We're in the discussion now, so we can say more spoilers. (laughs) The Red Menace. Well, they never say that. Well, I'm saying it. Okay. Uh, The Tatum Menace. Yeah, it was kind of... um, There's a little bit of early in the film uh, kind of... That's why I got Rocketeer. It's because the movie star ends up being the Nazi. Yeah. Loved it. Nancy. Loved it. The, there's there's some, you know, shadowy figures where kinda like, oh, what are these people up to? And then pretty quickly they just tell you, yeah, they're communists. Yeah. And uh I think that's kind of fun. Yeah. I kinda I was worried it was gonna go like I don't heavy. know why I was worried about this. That you it would, thought it was gonna get heavy? Well no, I thought it was gonna get like kinda like obvious and like, oh, these people don't want a religious film to come out. And it yeah. kind of kind of, but not really. Yeah. I well I what I like is um I, a lot of films kinda depicting this era tend to focus on, you know, who act and how bad that was. But this film, no, it's there's genuinely secret and evil commu- communists working against the Hollywood. Well, yeah, system. and having study groups. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, well, no, and I, that's great. The evil payoff is when you find out that you know uh, Channing Tatum's character is actively a spy, straight up, Soviet yeah, Union. Soviet yeah. Union spy. Yeah, and he they they row out into the ocean and a sub comes up. Yeah, which that's scene in, is so in, good in like, Malibu. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the scene is so good. Yeah. It's so crazy. Yeah. Um, and it's also kind of weirdly continuing a, a Cohen brothers thing of like, oh, the money gets lost or doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> like it's uh, and, and a Malibu home, not unlike Jackie Treehorns, by the way. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I kind of love that. I kind of yeah. love that turn that yeah. we find out that it was, uh, you know, it was Channing Tatum. Yeah. Uh, and I kind of also love there was a running kind of a running gag of uh, what was it on the wings of eagles. Yeah. yeah. And, and whenever they said the title, you heard a. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then when you find out what it was, which you kind of could have figured out, it yeah. was it was the you know years ago he, there was a sexual favor done to be in a film. Yeah, with Lawrence Lawrence. Yeah, with yeah. Lawrence Lawrence. <laughs> yeah. uh, and you know, then it was like, oh, you can't run that story because your source is now a commie. Like yeah. that's yeah. <laughs> that's like a great turn. And I really like how so there, at one point the ransom money has to be dropped behind this like electrical box on this one specific yeah. set. And you think, oh, are they going to try to like see who picks it up, or is that going to uh, they going to follow up on that? And just when you think it's not going to pay off, you find out it's Channing Tatum, and he was the one filming a scene on that set. And yeah, it's just really well. And it's and, and we have this natural progression because yeah. we're hanging out with Hobby, mm-hmm. and Hobie, my bad, and and he's out to dinner after yeah. the premiere. Yeah, and he sees his own belt. Yeah. Because he'd given uh, Eddie his belt. To yeah, tie the, the briefcase, briefcase could not fit the money. That's <laughs> yeah. a great gag too, yeah. where he's like, "Do you need a new briefcase?" Yeah. Like people we'll keep asking him. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get you a new one. He calls it a grip too. A grip. Like, yeah. yeah. This... You want me to run out and get you a new grip, Mister Mannix? <laughs> Can we just get? I just want all of Hobie Doyle's scenes right now again. 
Oh, Hobie's so great, and I, I love that he's the hero of the movie. Like mm. he, like he sees the briefcase, and he's like, "Well, I gotta follow this guy." Yeah. Like, he, like he just goes out and gets yeah. it done. Sees Baird, realizes Baird that clearly has drank the Kool Aid is in with them, and he's like, "Yeah, I think it's time to go home." <laughs> yeah, and just and gets him out of there man right back. before the police come. Yeah, and so he <laughs> essentially saves Baird from any yeah. kind of trouble. Saves Baird, saves Capital Pictures. Yeah. When when it comes down to it, like he's the only movie star who's not really a movie star. Yeah. Like he's just him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's the only person not portraying, not trying to be anyone else, not faking anything. Yeah. He's not a, a commie in disguise. Yeah. He's just him. Yeah. And because of who he is, he's an actual hero. Yeah. And so like the first thing where he's like, I'll tell you who you look at, it's the extras. Mm-hmm. He's he's a right and yep. b he calls them extras, which is yeah. fantastic. <laughs> yes, yeah. Fanatic. Please talk. Please keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> no, and that's I kind of love that uh, uh, Mannix kind of turns to him for wisdom. He yeah. Kinda, he goes like, "You know what you're looking at. <laughs> what, what, what do I need to look at? Yeah. You're out in the world. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of a delight. Yeah. Uh, that's a real that's a real fun one. And also uh, the fact that the the um, the extra yeah. who who poisons Baird is Newman. Yeah, is, oh, is, so nice. He has a name. I know, but but you look at him and you go Newman. Yeah. <laughs> I saw his face in that scene. I went, oh, he's gonna, and he's it's doing a, it's a classic Wayne Knight he's character too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like sweating, playing the harp. He gets looking at Baird. He gets hit with the sword. He hits him in the face with the sword when he turns. Great. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. The the whole subplot with Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, that was kind of. Uh, uh, I mean, it's 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 weird in that it's like not essential to any kind of plot, but it's it is very interesting. It's very interesting, and yeah. it's very much a part of like Mannix's life. It's yeah. very much a part of like this is his day to day. This is what he has to deal with. Yeah, and it kind of and it allows us to you know meet the the fun character that we said of um, Jonah Hill, Jonah Hill, Joseph yeah. Silverman. Yeah. Uh, the kind of um, what is he a, a notary public or some kind of a lawyer who just <laughs> makes things get taken care? Of. He is no, he's the person. Yeah. That represents Capital Pictures whenever they need a stand. Like yeah. they need he, a person. He, yeah, he is the person. He's, like he, he went to jail for a minute to, for six months. Yeah, yeah, for drunk driving. And then she says, "You were driving that car drunk." That was a legal fiction. <laughs> I love that phrasing. It no, was no, a she's, legal no, because, fiction. Because she asked you, yeah. "Did you quit the sauce?" Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> like to make sure he wasn't tricking anymore. Yeah. He's like, "That was a legal fiction." Oh, a legal is, fiction. It's well, such a great phrase. When she she finds out, she goes, "Oh, you're a professional person." Yeah, <laughs> like that's, yeah. that's what he is, yeah. and that's so delightful. Yeah. That's he helps us with matters of personhood. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, so we 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 see Scarlett Johansson. We we find out she's pregnant, and mm. the studio needs to get her to have a husband. Yeah. So it's not a scandal. Another so, husband. Yeah, a third. Yeah, she didn't like the first two. Yeah. So we see that, and then we just kind of take a break from that for a while, and then the next time we see Eddie, he approaches the lawyer and says. What if she adopted her own child? <laughs> and the lawyer, he gets so excited. He's like, the lawyer's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, this is yeah. exciting. This I is love new. this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because he sees an opportunity to do something that's never been done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, we'll sign it over to Joseph Silverman for a day. <laughs> yeah. get it right back. This is nuts. Yeah, this movie's nuts, and I love it. Yeah, uh, it's a good time. I even I really enjoy like everything that happens in that in that bungalow with Baird and the and the communists. Yeah, <laughs> like the, because he. He just falls so hard into that. Yeah. Like, there's that wonderful scene where he's telling the story about shaving that guy's back. Danny Kay, an yeah, actual Kay, actor, yeah. a real yeah. person, yeah. that and, brought into this story. And the scientist is just like befuddled. He doesn't even know what to say, and Baird just keeps talking. It's so funny how he's just—he didn't just drink the Kool Aid. He jumped into the bucket yeah. of Kool Aid. It was beautiful. Yeah, yeah that's a real. It's a real fun one. Yeah. Uh, so to to bring it back to the whole um, religion angle, mm-hmm. 
it's kind of like in a in a weird sense he Mannix is trying to figure out whether or not it's worth it to stay on yeah. at Capitol Pictures because mm-hmm. he's being offered uh, a position at Lockheed, which yeah. is which is in that's in your wheelhouse. Yeah, it's an aviator air, airplane. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Also a big part of the aviator. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so he's kind of decide should I give up all this hardship that I have to put up with every day and take the nice easy out? You know, in ten years I can retire. You know, forever. Yeah. Uh, or should I keep doing the work that I love? Yeah, and he's there's a great scene where he's he's confessing to the priest, and he he says that. He he. It, it feels wrong if it's easy, which I think is very kind of telling of of the Cohen's view on on the the Catholic mindset. Yeah, and I think, but in that same way, I think Mannix kind of uh, either views himself or is viewed as like the savior of Capital Pictures. Yes, yeah, for well, sure. It, it also shows, I think, in his speech to Baird when Baird comes back. Oh yeah, yeah And Baird's just pontificating about. Yeah. Communism, he's them how and he sm- cog in the smacks him, machine. right? Yeah. And he smacks him, and like that is for not just Baird's benefit, but for his own. Mm-hmm. Like that is his viewpoint. The pictures are of worth, yeah. and he is the person who makes sure that every one of those pictures gets made. Yeah, and he knows that that he is responsible for it, and I don't think he can let that responsibility go. Yeah, because look how much he's dealing with. You know what I mean? And and he does believe in these movies. Yeah, so. And I believe in this movie. Yeah. It's a good time. And I believe in Harvey Dent. <laughs> on the record. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad well, I said I that for you when you were not on air, and now you've said it. <clears throat> I hate to break it to you, but um, you know you know what happened to Dent, right? What? I mean, he's not looking too good these days. What do you mean? I don't well, there was, a, there was a court case, and um, this mobster broke into the courtroom and managed to have a, just a vial of acid. Wait, wait, wait. I Hang thought on. there was an explosion. And he fell on his too. side. Yeah. No, he throws this chemicals. vial of acid. And then he, right as he throws it, this mobster throws this vial of acid. Dent, luckily, he has a folder and he just holds it up to half of his face. Wait, and then it only burns half of his face. I'm breaking the bit right now. <laughs> that is how it happened, isn't it? Yeah. That is exactly how it is <laughs> in the comics. E- he could have easily been like just turned and that's why it only hit half of his face. No, it's a folder. But no, he holds a folder. <laughs> yes, that is exactly but how it is in the comics. But it's such a small folder, it only covers half of his face. Yeah. God damn it, DC. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how they explain it when they have like his whole arm is burned as well because the other arm isn't. Like yeah. I don't understand how that logic works. Well, he was works. holding the folder and it burned the folder and I- his arm. But then it would be the wrong side. Yeah, because only one of his arms is burned. It's the same side. That would be great if this arm <laughs> yeah. was also evil and this side of his face. Yeah. No, I think so it was, would, vi- it was I think he opposite. Would, he would rip off his arm and switch them. <laughs> like he would have well, backwards arms. Look, if he's if anyone's gonna do it, it'd be him. Yeah. Yeah. Because I believe in Harvey Dent, he would do it. <laughs> so I've been playing a lot of Arkham Knight, and that the Two Face in Arkham Knight is great. Well, yeah. I haven't. There's no doubt about that. that far. They actually. I mean, this isn't. This is just a great touch that they throw in where it's both Dent and Two-Face are two separate personalities that they really play up. Cool. Which I feel like they haven't done. Do they have two different voice actors? Because that'd be even better. Well, I don't know if it's two different voice that'd actors. That'd be so but good. But it's definitely, it's, you can entirely tell who's talking when, and it's so great. I feel like they haven't done that in any of the other Arkham series. Do you think um, when they made a Dark Knight porn parody, <laughs> the actor's I'm name pretty was... pretty sure they already did. The actor's the name actor was, or the character? What are you trying to say? The actor's name was Aaron Peck. Hard, peck her hard, the hard dick. <laughs> What's the real? Oh, Eckerd. Oh, okay, I get Eckhart. it now. I get it now. I get it. You now. know what? <clears throat> Thank you for smoking. 
Do you also love Philip Meet Morris? Bill. Is that the same movie? <laughs> no. I, I get these confused all the time. I love Philip Morris as Jim Carrey and... Uh, Jim Carrey and Ewan McGregor. Yep, and they're gay boys in prison. <laughs> Do you have to say it like that? Yeah. Jail, please. <laughs> <laughs> please, we don't want to offend anybody. <clears throat> uh, federal institution, please. <laughs> um... Yeah, we got a little. We got a lot of downloads from prison. We do. No, <laughs> <laughs> his face. Oh God, that was really Benji's good. real popular around the jail yard. I'd, I'd be down with that. <laughs> I would be, be cool. too. But we don't get that kind of info. Yeah, it's a shame. Hail Caesar. It's a film. Hail Caesar. Go see it. Uh, yeah, I think you can't go wrong with a Coen Brothers film unless it is Burn After Reading because I didn't like that one. I'm Burn sorry. After Reading is great and like you're it. a fool for not enjoying it. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Uh, there was four people in my theater. For Hail Caesar? Uh, yeah. Two gentlemen came in. I was uh, nice in the middle, about fourth row from the top. Uh, right they came in you. and sat all the way in the back on the left. Oh. Just out of my periphery. Back into the left. Me which made me Back. feel good. And to the left. And to the left. Yeah. And, but also worried me at the same time. Sure. And then an older gentleman you. with a large backpack came in. <laughs> and I got nervous <laughs> and almost called Andrew and went, hey, I'm not going to see the movie. Because <laughs> hey, a guy I'm came into die. a theater with a backpack. This was today? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then he did a real strange thing, oh, which no. he said all the way to the right, three rows down from me. Uh-huh. And then after the credits played... Moved over to the left. Interesting. So he was on the same side of the theater as me and the other two gentlemen. Interesting. What? And in my head, I'm like, well, he just wants to make sure we all die in the blast. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I just. But you made it here. Tried not it. to think about so it. So wait, I got to visualize this entirely. Okay, so this all needs to be in the huge, show. No, no, no. What, what I want to know. Huge theater. Did he take off the backpack or did he wear it while sitting down? He. And he, then if he took it off, where did he set it? This is this is what bothered me. Okay. Older gentleman. Oh. Got up, mm-hmm. took off his hat. Mm-hmm. Set it on the chair, mm-hmm. took off the uh, backpack very carefully, <gasps> and I was like, Ugh. and sets it down on the chair next to him, uh-huh. sits down, and then puts his hand on top of the backpack. Mm-hmm. That's what made me nervous. Sure. And this is all sure. the way to the right. Mm-hmm. So now we are like evenly spaced. Two people all the way in the back, me in the middle, four rows down, and then three downs, three rows down from that older gentleman with backpack. Does, and he never opened it throughout the entire film. You had never eyes on him the whole it. time. I, I heard him like rummage it a little bit, mm-hmm. but nothing. Uh-huh. So you ducked. Then trailers. You, you missed some You missed trailers some because you were ducking. Yeah. Every time he rummaged, you're like, oh. I missed some of the trailers. Uh-huh. Uh, and then he got up and moved all the way to the left. Same as everybody else. And left the backpack and then you screamed. No. <laughs> you, like, if you he cried. left the backpack, I would have walked out of the theater. <laughs> <laughs> huh. That is a bit weird. I'm Super happy to weird. report that my theater was pretty full. Oh, nice. I mean, not packed, but... It, I mean, I saw it, it at yeah, filled. Mine, mine too, pretty yeah. full. I saw it at 5 p.m. on a Monday. I saw it Friday night. Yeah, see, that's yeah. the thing. I, I'm, seeing, I'm seeing movies at no, weird Saturday. hours. <laughs> I saw it Saturday. I thought it was Sunday for a second. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Yeah. Hail Caesar at the Pacific Lakewood Theater. Right after Pistol Shrimps Radio. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think we've said all the words that need to be said. Yeah, go see that movie. Just... Stay away from people with backpacks. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.